0: You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick
1: Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Hello there, Broncos Country, and it is once again time for another episode of Building the Broncos. I am your host, Carl Dummler. With me as always, I have my co-host and good friend, Mr. Nick Kendall. Nick, it is so good to have you back, man. I know uh, you might prefer to be in the mountains but uh we we appreciate that uh you are back and and ready to talk some bronco football yeah i had a good week last
0: week in colorado did a lot of hiking did a lot of wedding planning stuff went to my first bronco game against the rams well my first game in denver and that was a lot of fun um hung out with some people that i had never met before actually in like physical the physical world but talked to them online a bit so that was that was fun to meet some bronco fans and some friends friends of mine and uh yeah, it was great. But last night I had a sore throat, and today my voice has been kind of disappearing for me. I'd be talking, and it would kind of go away. So bear with me. I'll do my best. I'll try to making sure I'm enunciating and projecting. But uh, you know, I'm glad to be back. Missed you last week. Thanks for Cam and Sayre for coming on and you know hosting, helping you uh, move the pro- podcast along. And thanks to Chad for editing it. But good to be back in my comfortable domain with you, Carl. Missed you.
1: Oh uh, yeah, missed you too, man. A little jealous of some other. Bronco fans got to hang out with you already, but uh, pretty soon. What is yeah. it, about two, three weeks now? Yeah, yeah, dude, three weeks, from, three weeks from now, about,
0: yeah, Northwestern. So Northwestern's actually got a pretty darn tough schedule before that. They're number one in the Big Ten in West right now, but their next game is against Wisconsin. So go Northwestern, honestly, <laughs> because Iowa would control their own destiny if Northwestern beats Wisconsin. And then they played Notre Dame. Oof. So, yeah, and then they come to Iowa. So oh, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty tough three-game stretch for any team. And Northwestern, we're going to find out real soon if they are for
1: real or fake.
0: So it's rough for them.
1: Well, there you go. I can't wait for that that game for sure. But before we get to that, I want to let everybody know that the Building the Broncos podcast is focused on all things that pertain to your Denver Broncos, especially as it relates to the NFL draft and team building. With Nick and myself being armchair GMs, we'll be bringing you fresh insight and analysis each and every week in every single episode from scouting the enemy player value scheme and personnel fits and of course a little general football related banter you can follow myself on twitter at carl Dumbler mhh as well as follow nick at nick kindle mhh be sure to tweet us any questions or opinions you have because we live for talking bronco football you can also follow the podcast twitter account at huddle up pod and make sure you check out ours and our co-writers written content at high, milehighhuddle.com a part of 24-7 Sports, an affiliate of the CBS Sports Digital Network. We know your listeners are as football draft and bronco crazy as we are. So please give us a click and subscribe to us on iTunes as well as Stitcher. And don't forget to share us on Facebook and Twitter. We wouldn't be here today without your listeners. So as a call to action, please go and take the time, go to iTunes or Spreaker to rate and subscribe and let your voices be heard on how you enjoy the show. Now, before we get to all the football, we first want to say thank you to our great sponsor, Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30 day free trial at www.audibletrial.com backslash huddle up over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com backslash huddle up. Well, Nick, since uh, you, you kind of missed this last opportunity to get uh, too much of this, the, the stock report and everything that's kind of going on, I, I'm, I'm, You're coming up on the best game of the year for the Broncos, obviously. So it's good to have you back for that. And a lot of good things that the Broncos showed on the field. Anytime you beat a team 45 to 10, I don't care how bad they are. If you beat a team by 35 points in the NFL, that's pretty darn good. I remember, was it the 2013 season? I think the Broncos were like 21 point favorites over Jacksonville when they were so terrible. And Jacksonville actually kept it a pretty interesting game most of the most of the game. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that does sound familiar. That 2013 team was pretty ridiculous as far
0: as whooping up on teams. I mean, the spread was oftentimes, I feel like, double digits. Unfortunately, we're on the other end of that spectrum this week as the Broncos go to Arrowhead.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's tough when it, – well, anytime you go to Arrowhead, that place is one of the toughest places to play. I've been there more times than I've been to Mile High, yeah. and it's definitely an electric atmosphere. <laughs> But the Broncos have actually come in there a few times, upset them. They've even had a nice blowout couple wins. The two times I've been there to watch the Broncos versus the Chiefs, the Broncos whooped up, I mean, won by like 21 or more points. So if anybody wants to send me some Broncos versus Chiefs tickets to make sure that we whoop up by 21 points or more, uh, I I wouldn't turn those down for sure. How far of a drive is that for you? It's about six hours. Uh, so
0: still a pretty good trick, but if somebody gave you the tickets, then probably worth it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that is for sure. But anyway, let's let's look back at this past Thursday. I know it's been a – it always feels weird when it's a Thursday game because then it just feels forever like in between Broncos playing football and but let, let's take a look back there because there's lots to talk about and who are your, some of your stock up players that you really appreciate getting to see on the field
0: well i left you some honestly you don't have the guy on here that uh i thought you would you have one of them but i'll just toss this one out here bradley chubb had a good game again he's been having a solid game all season but good to see him getting after the quarterback and tandem i mean with Vaughn, like we'd hoped he Cortland sutton solid game as well you know he's getting open down the field i mean you don't make dt available trade unless you're happy with the guy behind him and excited about the guy behind him so Corlin Sutton arrow trending up Garrett Bowles the no penalties this game if I can recall correctly he was solid all game and that was against Chandler Jones who is honestly one of the better pass rushers in all of football granted you need guys around you and right now that Arizona defense is not good but he held up well against Chandler Jones and that deserves some hype and uh being commended and then finally Chris Harris jr pick six i mean he galvanized that team along with von miller they listened and he played good in coverage and had that pick six so good game overall by a lot of players not a little not very many negatives to talk about in a 45 to 10 win honestly
1: right yeah i agree uh some other guys that i i have down here bradley Roby. i mean the, the entire secondary really showed up in this one your boy josh rosen i feel for him <laughs> i really feel for him i, I worry that arizona is going to destroy that kid He's gonna get Derek Card, man. Uh, oh man, or David that, Card, whatever. David it Card, there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lots of talent, but just when you have an offensive line that just has guys in your face the entire game, eventually you just break. And Bradley Roby, he, he could have even had a better game. He had about two dropped interceptions, but his coverage was very well. I, I that was his best game by far this year, and hopefully he can carry that on into this week and, and moving forward. But of course, then Von Miller. I mean. The, the guy sits there and, and makes a – I heard it described as Babe Ruth pointing his home run out, and Von Miller is saying, yeah, we're going to go do this, and boom, Von Miller goes and just absolutely destroys the Cardinals. I mean, eh, when, when we talk about why pass rush is the second most valuable position, it's because pass rusher is the, the position that can take over the game on the defensive side of the, the ball. They can individually go and make plays that nobody else can. And, uh, man, that guy was on fire. And then, of course, Todd Davis. This was – we called him out two weeks ago when you and I were on this show. The The linebackers have just been terrible. They can't get off blocks. They, they can't get there in the run game. They had a terrible game against the Chiefs last time. Well, Todd Davis, Brandon Marshall, I, I thought they both stood up very well in this game. They were getting downhill. They were making plays in the backfield. Now, given Arizona's a terrible run-blocking team – but still, I mean, they did their job. They they held one of the better running backs in football to a pretty mediocre day for sure. So good to see that. I saw him in coverage a couple times, making plays too. And again, just all around, really good game for a lot of these guys. Yeah, good
0: game. And when he went 45 to 10, like I said, not much to complain about. Stockdown, I had to kind of reach on some of these. Case Keenum again, just because he wasn't really asked to do too much. They got the win, but he threw another boneheaded pick. So that was unfortunate to see. Royce Freeman, just because he injured his ankle, I'm not sure if that's going to last long-term. Hopefully it won't, but sometimes those ankle injuries, especially for a power guy that's shown as much lateral mobility as he has, that can be an issue. And then stock down, Josh Rosen's health. Like like you mentioned, he's getting killed out there. I almost feel bad for the kid, almost. You know, he's not on the Broncos, (laughs) and I don't know him, so – sucks maybe i'm not compassionate but that's, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually been pressured more times than he's dropped back this season which means they're averaging more than one person getting through and pressuring him each time they call a pass play so oh, that is geez. just <laughs> that is unbelievable also saw another stat today he's uh, the fourth quickest in getting the ball out from after release but he is the second most pressured quarterback by volume this season so he's uh and he's a guy that they worried about his ability to handle under pressure. Well, that's not good. And they've had questions about his health and frame. Well, you add all that together, uh, I think that's not a good situation for Rosen. So it'll be interesting to follow his career. But, man, rough start. I'm glad the Broncos got to catch him and you know make him look silly and come out with a win.
1: Definitely. And, and I know there was debate going up, clear up till the game of – the Broncos make a mistake passing on Josh Rosen for Bradley Chubb. And, and that, that won't be answered for years. I mean, let's just put that out there. But the nice thing for the Broncos is I think they do know Bradley Chubb's going to at least be a good player for them. I mean, he's, he's showing up very well as a rookie. He's having one of the better rookie seasons of any pass rusher in the last few years, really. So that, that's definitely saying something and he just seems to be getting better. I mean that's the, I, I did a, a a nice video breakdown a couple weeks ago about his big 3 sack game and and the big thing is I know a lot of people are sitting here saying, "Oh my gosh, the Broncos are finally using him as they're supposed to." No, that that's that wasn't really the biggest issue. The biggest issue was him just learning the position. There's a lot of times where he was last guy off the snap to start off the season because you're just you're still working on your timing. You're still trying you're you're, you're thinking on every single play instead of just reacting and just going and making plays. And the game just seems to be slowing down for him finally. And boom, look at this. He goes out and has five sacks in two games. So exactly what the Broncos need. They need him to step up once again. But Josh Rosen, hope he can stay healthy behind that offensive line and not get his career completely crushed by the time his rookie season is over. But uh, mine, like I said, stock down, it's kind of hard when you win 45 to 10. I, I thought about putting our punter was maybe one of them that just didn't really do as well as you would hope. But that that's kind of nitpicking. I also said Broncos' chances of landing the top quarterback in the draft with other two – I mean, there's other teams that are just absolutely tanking. They're not even trying to cover it up anymore. Yeah, the game's I, changed, man. Yeah.
0: It's like NBA I mean, now.
1: <laughs> and, I, and I feel for him. I mean, I listened to interviews by Raiders players today, and that locker room is just chaotic right now. Every one of them are sitting there going, well, I don't know if I'm going to be traded tomorrow or the next day or – why would I even want to put my best effort forward so that you could be a good team in two to three years? I well, can't really disagree with them. Yeah,
0: it's a it's a sad situation in Oakland, and I am loving it. So, <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm not, loving it. Yeah, exactly. I'm just waiting for that time to come for the Patriots. Eventually, I know Kansas City fans are enjoying the Broncos' time down below right now after you know knocking them out so many times. So. As football goes in cycles, pretty much you have the best chance if you have a good quarterback and good head coach to last the longest up at the top. But ebb and flow, if you're down now, you know, got to be patient and hopefully your team turns around and doesn't stick in the cellar like the Browns had for a while. All right, well, now forward progress and loss it down. We'll be talking about for five minutes here, but for me, the progress of this game, that's something the team hasn't really had the pre- previous few weeks. I think since I wrote this outline, I kind of got to cheat and take some of the obvious ones, but defensive turnovers. I mean, when you're taking the ball away like they were against Rosen, you know, whether it be strip sacks, interceptions, et cetera, et cetera, and you're scoring defensively like they did, and given the defense short fields, you're going to give yourself – A really strong chance to win that game i mean look we always reference it but the broncos in the super bowl in 2015 that offense was not good folks i mean it just simply wasn't they still had manning but the offensive line was not great demarius thomas and sanders were good but peyton manning wasn't good the run game was not great no tight end was not great what made them win that super bowl well obviously a great defense but getting the lead how'd that happen defensive turnover defensive points so that's huge in today's nfl that's you know that's Game-changing plays, especially when you get that on defense, and I'd love to see that going forward more. So that's that's my forward progress this week: finding the end zone, creating turnovers on defense.
1: And and I went, I already talked about it a little bit with Todd Davis and Brand Marshall, but linebacker's ability to play downhill in the run game, getting the the Cardinals into second and third and long. I mean, that's exactly what you're going to have to do against the Chiefs this week: is get them into some longer situations. They had some easy third downs last time. It just you got to get them off the field, and so it was good to see those guys really. Just playing aggressive again. That, that's something we haven't seen as much this year. So, very, very impressed with that. And just definitely need to carry that forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, my loss of down again. Kingdom turnovers. <clears throat> the Broncos were playing well this game, and it just felt like a boneheaded pick by him. And now he's thrown an interception in every single game this season. He's on pace to throw tw- over 20 interceptions on the season, and you just you just can't have that. You know, he doesn't have the explosive playability running around, kind of chuck balls where that gunslinger stuff. He doesn't have the tools to be, get away with being that gunslinger type. And in today's NFL, turnovers are so important and marginalized, or should be marginalized more than ever. And you just can't do that. So, Case kingdom turnovers is my loss of down week
1: and i guess i mean it's it's it is hard to find too much bad about this last game so again i'll go with the punting just because i mean it's just it's not been good this year everything else in special teams has been top notch for the broncos i mean top top notch brandon mcmanus highest graded kicker you have some of the best coverage units oh my gosh that that coverage units in that game i mean uh, we should talk about that a little bit of just how good they've been nowhere to go
0: I mean, other than the Tyree kill one where he ran it, was it 30 yards down the left sideline? They've been, and penalties early in the season. A lot of penalties yeah. early in the season. But other than that, both kickoff and punt coverage have been
1: phenomenal. Right. And and so it's just been really, really nice. No fumbles on returns so far this year. Knock on wood. Yeah. But it, it's still just that that punter. If we could get that figured out, it'd just make things so much easier for everybody else. And uh, I thought king would be that guy but he just he's been injured he's been distracted it's just very disappointed and and our new guy it's just not any better i guess is the the best way to put it so he's worse uh, yeah he's worse i mean he might be the worst punter in football right in LA, and it's not good <laughs> so again it just it kind of irritates me of how good everything else is for special teams and we can't get the punter figured out but <sighs> there's a lot of other things I guess we could really want. I mean, obviously we want quarterback and a few other positions, but I, I just wish there was some of that, but uh, no, otherwise I, again, it, it's really hard to find too much to complain about when you win 45, 10, such a, a fun game to watch. I, I got to li- watch it with one of our listeners and mm. uh, really appreciate him inviting me out and feeding me and everything else, but it was just really fun to, to cheer on a Broncos victory. And I know some people out there wanted a loss, but Hey, Victories are just so much fun. It it sucks to talk after a loss and go, okay, well, let's see what we can do this next week. No, win, it just energizes everybody. So very excited about that. Yeah, wins
0: are definitely a lot more fun to talk about. And looks like this isn't really going to be the class to tank for a QB. So at least looking more and more that way. We'll see what happens. We're still a long way off from that. But man, like you said, the Giants and the Raiders, both teams actually sound like they're interested in quarterback. Specifically one, I didn't say quarterbacks and maybe those guys at the top aren't even going to declare so you know get those wins hopefully they can develop these young players and just we'll see where it lies but quarterback unfortunately i wrote an article this week it just doesn't seem like there's a a true option in sight so we'll see especially with chad kelly which we've gone very long without even talking about we might save a little bit of that for the end i know zach and chad are doing a emergency podcast on that it seems which my goodness, talk about some hoopla for a backup quarterback that's taken one professional snap. <laughs> Take, he took a knee, and it's mass hysteria. The Broncos are idiots, and they can't go anywhere. I, it's, I mean, what is it? The backup quarterback is the most popular guy in town.
1: I know. No I, I'm waiting for the, uh, the, uh, our, our new backup. Kevin bleak? Hogan? Yeah, Hogan to, to all of a sudden be the next great savior of the Broncos. I haven't seen anything so far, but... They got to draw
0: a line somewhere, and the Broncos fans didn't get to see him in preseason, so they can't overhype him. You know, if he threw a couple good passes against guys working at FedEx now, then maybe they'd be absolutely loving him. But, you know, that's that's maybe Kyle Sloter. But (laughs) uh, whatever. We'll see what happens. Quarterback, it's going to be right now with Keenum this year, and if not, then if he gets injured, then expect just to watch some miserable offensive football games the rest of the season. And I'm hard on Keenum, but let's— Let's be real, like Kevin Hogan, or is it going to be like Chase Litton or Davis Webb or something crazy? It's if Kingdom goes down, it's going to be not only are they going to be getting beat, but it's probably going to be ugly to watch. Right. But Anyway, <laughs> moving on, speaking about sports. Sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games. Guys, you've heard me talking about this for weeks now, and some of you are still on the sidelines. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little but win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay pick 3 teams to win and if you hit all 3 you could turn $100 into $600. There's so much to bet on. Playoff baseball, basketball, hockey, primetime fights and more. But my bookie is one bet I know you'll be happy with all season. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews and their mobile site is easy to use, which is huge for me as a millennial. <laughs> my bookie is offering a 100% bonus for the last time this year. That's right. Have you been thinking about placing a pick all season but haven't manned up yet? Well, it's the time to make your move now. After Sunday's kickoff, you can kiss that bonus goodbye. Also, make sure you follow at MyBookieBets on Twitter or Instagram. They personally respond to every mention and DM, not to mention that they've given away nearly 10000 in free money to their followers this football season already. You'll be the first to know as soon as new odds and prop bets are posted log on to my booking now and don't miss out on your last opportunity to collect the industry's biggest bonus. Use promo code Broncos 100 and you'll get your first deposit matched. 100%. That's promo code Broncos 100. You play, you win and you get paid. And then I'm going to insert that other thing there. So, okay. All right. Well, now it's back to the Kansas city chiefs. We probably will not spend as much time this week. Cause since we spent, I mean, I feel like we just played them. Gosh. And unfortunately other than the game where they barely lost at new England, like, what? And then they beat the Broncos in a game that looked like the Broncos gave literally everything they had to win that game. And si- or Simeon. Well, I almost said Simeon. Case K- 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 missed the pass to the right sideline to DT on an open pass, which, by the way, was not a bad route by a DT. Just throwing it out there. But, yeah, the, the Broncos now going to Arrowhead, and this just smells like it could be... Ugly. I know I said that last time in rivalry games, you can throw out the record, but Kansas City, NKC, I don't think they're going to be surprised by the Broncos last time. I think the Broncos gave everything they had this last time. And then you now you have all this distraction and BS coming off this Von Miller party, which he's fine to have the party, but the media made it bad. TMZ, shame on you. And then the whole Chad Kelly thing, so... A lot of distractions going in this game and Kansas City, you know, talking about beating the Cardinals 45 to 10. Granted, it wasn't the road, but the Chiefs did that to the Bengals, who I think are probably a better team than the Broncos. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, man, it's going to be a rough one. I think that the I think the spread is now up to 10 and a half. Am I right on that? I know. I think it's over. I, double I think defense. so. Yeah, I know it was at least 10. And I think the money is still favoring KC, so that is. This is a professional football game. You see, sometimes see double digits spreads more so in college, but in the NFL, that's that's pretty rare. So if that says anything about how people view the Broncos and how people view the Chiefs. Then wow. But looking at the offense again, last time they played, Sammy Watkins was. Injured and didn't make much of an impact, but last weekend, Cincinnati, he was making some big plays and he's still a very talented wide receiver. I mean, they paid him big money and you saw what Amari Cooper got, who was traded for it from the, the Raiders to the Cowboys. So Watkins, <laughs> I think he's probably as valuable as Cooper. So that's still a very talented guy. And then obviously Tyreek Hill, probably the fastest guy in football. And you got Chris Conley and Demarcus Robinson as well. So really talented, long wide receiver group. And Patrick Mahomes has got the arm to get it to him. And then you got the tight ends, obviously. Demetrius Harris, solid guy. But really, it's Travis Kelsey is the one that's worth talking about. Probably the most explosive tight end of football right now. He's not that big hulking presence that Gronk is. But instead, man, he can get that ball and burn you. The Broncos did pretty good last time against him. But I think... I feel like he dropped a lot of balls and there was some miscommunication there. And it was really surprising to see the Broncos have a good game against Travis Kelsey, which makes me think that this game will probably not go that way this time. I don't know. We'll see. It could be. Who knows? But I'm guessing that Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes are going to work to really get that in sync this game. And then Kareem Hunt, I mean, he killed the Broncos last time. I feel like that was part of the game plan. They made it so that Hunt was, you know, more of the guy that, If he beats you a little bit, that's fine. Just don't let Patrick Mahomes in the past game beat you. Well, Kareem Hunt made some explosive plays. He ran it very well. He broke tackles. So you got to watch out for him. And then, of course, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, outside of – it's either him or Jared Goff for the MVP right now. He's playing great football. He's super young. I absolutely despise it. Him and Andy Reid are going to be so annoying for the next – gosh, is it going to be a decade? Am I going to be almost 40 years old by the time this is over?
1: It might be be longer. I mean, depending on – I mean – Modern medicine keeps advancing like crazy, and you got Tom Brady playing until what is he like forty two now, forty one? Uh man. So it, it could be a little while. We'll we'll see how that all plays out. And sometimes uh, those guys that play with his style of play and with him having a little bit smaller frame, sometimes they get beat up a little bit quicker and have shorter careers. I I don't know. So we'll we'll kind of see how that that goes moving forward. Yeah. The thing about this offense that I guess I'm I'm very interested in is. Who's going to be their starting offensive line? Mm -hmm. Because they are actually pretty banged up on that offensive line. Mitch Morse, he did not practice today. He's been banged up for the last couple of weeks. He's talented. Yeah, he's very talented. So who are they going to put into there? Uh, They had the, isn't he the the Dr. Laurent Duvernay Tardif? Yep. MD. He got got put on IR. Yeah. Then they had a guy that came in, Jordan Devi. Now he's on injured reserve. And so they're, they're on some third options here on a yeah. few of the positions here on the offensive line. So this could be the one area that the Broncos really have a huge, huge advantage compared to last time. Yeah, well, they got to do a better
0: job of containing Mahomes. And we'd be remiss if we talked about the offensive line and didn't talk about Mitchell Schwartz, who's one of the better right tackles in football. Now the Broncos had a chance to sign him, and instead they signed, was it Menelik Watson? Or was it uh, Donald Stevenson? I don't know. Something I think stupid. it was Donald Stevenson at that time. <clears throat> Gosh, darn it. But anyway, he's always given Vaughn fits. So that's going to be a matchup to watch. And if Vaughn can beat Schwartz a few times, that's going to be huge for him. Eric Fisher, you know, he's a guy everybody thought was a bust. He was the first overall pick. I think it was the 2013 13. draft. Yeah, it was the year yep. before Andrew Luck came out. And he's an okay left tackle, but nothing fantastic. So, yeah, the offense for the Chiefs. Outside looks strong. Weapons are amazing. Quarterbacks playing a great level. Offensive line, the tackles are solid, but the inside, it, it's uh, it'll be interesting. The Broncos are going to have to win up the middle of this game if they're going to get
1: Patrick Mahomes some hard a hard time. That is for sure. Defensively, not much has really changed. Eric Berry's still out. Uh, kind of, it's still a pretty bad defense. They they're. I guess the thing I would say is the offense gives the defense a lot better look than what they really are because the offense always builds up really big leads to start off games. And then the defense gets to play with their ears pinned back. And I I just, I think if the Broncos can get an early lead, they can really take advantage of this defense and, and some of their struggles for sure.
0: Yeah. They got some talent, but they've just not put it together yet. Chris Jones, obviously, we talked about him last time, playing well. Alan Bailey, solid player. Justin Houston, get up the quarterback, though he's not the same player he was before. D Ford, long-armed, but not great. And that secondary by them. You know, without Eric Berry, they're not playing great football. Kendall Fuller, you know, not, not great. So you can get after them a little bit, but it's like Big 12 football. We talked about it last time. You're going to have to score 35-plus points, honestly, if you're going to keep up with this offense. Even if the Broncos had a, a better defense back seven than they would, you'd still have to put up some serious points. So... Should be a shootout. Should be a lot of points, I think. But that offense is just, it's something else. And when their offense is playing that good, they can control the flow of the game and they can get the ball can, or the game can get out of hand quickly.
1: Yeah, that, that's for sure. I mean, just looking at what they've done so far, the the last two games, they put up 40 points or more. I mean, they put up 40 against New England, fought back in that game, 45, like you said earlier, against Cincinnati, which is actually a pretty good team that has, Decent defense. And uh so that that's pretty darn impressive. And then of course thirty points against Jacksonville. That was I I think one of the more impressive wins, thirty to fourteen. And it just pretty much every game I guess the Bron I mean, this is crazy. The Broncos have held them to their lowest point total of the season at twenty seven points. Mile high, man. It's it's can be a pretty magical place. It can They can, and, they even and the Broncos had. A, the, the Broncos, Broncos had, well oh, yeah, and the Broncos had a great game plan. This is something I, I keep wanting to I guess harp on a little bit. Is I know fans have been after Joe Woods and and some of the things that have been going on in the defense and giving up, you know, two straight 200 yard rushers, all those kind of things. I think Joe Woods has actually done a better job than fans have given him credit for. Hmm. I think he's had some really bad games that he's called, but he's had some really good games too the the jacksonville team they actually came out and said that was the best game plan anybody has used against them over the last couple years
0: make blake bortles throw it
1: not jacksonville sorry uh la rams (laughs) okay la rams that's what i meant sorry la rams who again one of the most powerful offenses in football and broncos held them to their lowest point total so what seems like when when they go up against the best they they show up when they go against the worst they struggle, except for this last week, thankfully. They they didn't struggle against the, the the Cardinals, but I don't know. It's they're they're a conundrum, I guess. I don't know what to expect from them from week to week. But again, Chiefs, they've done well. They've got they've won three of four on the road, all three at home so far. They're undefeated. And all their, their home games haven't been within ten points that tells you anything so i mean that's there's a good reason that the vegas even beyond just thinking that the broncos are not a good team there's a good reason that they think the chiefs are going to whoop up in this game it's just they've they've been that good and even their defense is showing some improvements i mean i hate to say that i hate to to admit that but it's just kind of where where they're going but right now they have the second best offense in football right there with the rams i guess you would say um they're averaging more points and so it kind of depends total offense compared to points per game. I guess you would have to say points are probably more important than total yards. Yeah, for sure. Cause that has to do with like not only moving the football, but taking advantage when the red zone. <clears throat> right, right. Exactly. So, and, and I think some of it though is a little bit, the, the chiefs are a little bit more of a high flying passing offense where the Rams are more of a, let's pound it with Gurley after we get a big lead. Yeah, so I think that plays into it a little bit. I think the Chiefs like to run up the score on some teams that they really shouldn't be. I mean, they have to with the defense. You got to keep your foot on the gas. That's true. That, that, that helps too. So the Rams don't have to do that as much. But again, those are number one, number two offenses in football right now. It's just, it's not even close. And it seems like Kareem Hunt is really coming into his own right now. Last couple of games he has just looked phenomenal. Tyreek Hill is explosive as ever. I it just it is. It's a tough group to stop. But thankfully, uh like I said, defensively they are last in the NFL right now in total yards given up. Yeah. So Broncos should be able to move defense. the football. Shell defense, I mean. Yeah, and and they do play a lot of that as the game goes on. Yeah. Uh, but they're still 22nd in points given up at 26 points per game. So there's there's opportunities. It's just gonna have to be one of those perfect games by the Broncos. I mean, where Chiefs have a couple turnovers and Broncos don't turn it over. They take advantage of their red zone opportunities. It's just there's a lot of things that they haven't been doing all year that are gonna have to show up in this one game. Yeah,
0: yeah, I totally agree with you. And again, getting now that we're far enough along the season. We have game sample sizes, and we can actually start to use some more advanced analytics. And one of my favorites, actually, is DVOA. You can check it up right now. It's actually a football outsiders metric. Um, But the Chiefs, what do you think they are for offense, DVOA? First. First. What do you think they are for uh, defense? Uh, Like 25th? 26th. Wow. Special teams? Second. First. First first okay harry and dustin colquitt dustin colquitt doesn't get enough credit he might be the best punter in football yeah. and then overall what do you think they are
1: uh third
0: second just second. behind the just barely behind the rams just okay barely behind the rams so yikes kind of a uh, kind of scary you know that's a they're a good team. Granted, they've been whooping up on some teams, and we still don't fully know about Patrick Mahomes' his tendencies. Tools are there. He's exciting. He's playing in a high flying offense, but the offensive line is weaker. So we will we'll see what happens with him down the stretch. You know, games are going to get a little bit muddier. The football is going to get harder. The field's going to get not as clean. You know, when the weather gets worse, those offenses tend to shrink a little bit. So. It'll be interesting to watch. I'm hoping for an ugly, ugly weather game because that gives, I think the Broncos a better chance given the the
1: advantages on the trenches on both sides of the balls that I actually think the Broncos have. So I I want to throw a crazy stat at you just because we like to do some interesting stats on this show. And this is, this is one that I was, I was just looking up. Guess who is the best quarterback against zone concepts in the NFL this year? Huh? Is it somebody in this game? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, for the crazy money, I'll say Case Keenum. No, it's Patrick Mahomes. Oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. No, sorry. So what I'm getting at, then he then when you look at how he does against man concepts, he is ranked 25th in the NFL. Interesting. Carl, this, you're great. This is some deep dive stuff that I love. Continue. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No, this is, yeah, I, I was kind of blown away by this. And I think when I look back at the, the Broncos game, I watched it again today when they played him last time. And this is, we're going to get into this when we go into game plan mode a little bit more, but the Broncos played a ton of press man coverage in that game. I mean, they, they pretty much said, you're going to have to beat us over the top. And yes, they got a couple plays and, and a lot of it more was because Mahomes would escape the pressure and, and the, uh, the man coverage couldn't quite hold up long enough. It wasn't that they could hit it on a, a timing route very well. That was a big thing, but they would play press man on the short side of the field. And on the far side of the field, they would play off man. And it just, it was such a good game plan. It worked so well. And then they would play every once in a while where like it would be a third and five and they'd play zone across the, the, the first down marker and just kind of try to mix things up every once in a while here and there. But it did. It just worked so well. And I, I think that's, again, what they're going to do this game is they're going to want to play a ton of press man coverage. I mean, you, I think you posted something, I think either on Twitter or one of our Facebook pages, one of them, about how the Broncos are looking for another press man corner. Yeah. Because that's, that's what they want to play. Yep. And they haven't always, I mean, with some of the injuries to the secondary, thankfully it sounds like all the secondary guys are going to be healthy other than Darian Stewart for this game. But maybe they'll have a little bit more depth to be able to handle that because it, it did help when Adam Jones was in that game for the Broncos versus the Chiefs. He played a phenomenal game last time, and yeah. so they they need him to show up again this week and and be able to play that man coverage across the board. Yeah, well,
0: we'll see. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. The thing is, the Chiefs when you have Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Kill, and Sammy Watkins and a quarterback with the arm of Patrick Mahomes, that's you know the the man coverage can get you killed because all it takes is one guy slipping up and it's a busted play. Yep. So that's, I mean, that's, it's rough, but that's when you have those many weapons. It's pretty much like when you're playing NCAA football or something, and You spread them out and you're playing, you know, a podunk school and you're recruiting six star five star athletes. And you're way too fast for everybody. You just run four verts. And if they're playing man against you because the computer randomizes it, it's over. Mm -hmm. You know, one guy gets open and that's it. So scary stuff. It's not, I'm I'm not surprised hearing all of this. So, and the Broncos aren't really his own team. So it'll be, it'll be interesting, but it's scary to play that, that man against them as well. But I think you got, you got to go with it. You got to go with what your guys do. And now moving on to key matchups. Now I'm going to go with number six here first, just because kind of it, it goes with what I wanted to say here as a transition, but you get the main thing taken away from that last game, honestly, keeping Patrick Mahomes in the gosh darn pocket. That dude is a slippery little SOB. I'm sorry, he seems like a great guy, but oh my gosh, I've, I haven't been that frustrated playing a quarterback since Russell Wilson. And the Broncos got pass rushers. And guys, it's not like they don't have a good defensive line went out to get to the quarterback, but Patrick Mahomes was just squirting through constantly. And it was just so gosh darn frustrating. So better interior pressure, got to get him, and you can't let him get outside the tackle box. Cause when he does, that is when magic happens. And I know they kept any big plays down the field happening last time, pretty much, but he still made some timely plays. I think probably f- three, four five when he got outside the pocket and he guys, I thought had him, you know, he just slipped away. So
1: yeah, there was a, a third and nine play that I kept watching over and over again. I don't know. It was, I don't know why I kept watching it because it was terrible and it hurt every time I saw it. But it was, they had him and they had great coverage down the field, everything. And Shane Ray burst through the line, had his arms around his legs, and somehow Patrick Mahomes escapes. Receiver does some improv down the line of scrimmage, first down. And it just, there were so many plays like that that were so close that. Could have really ended that game and just made it where Broncos win a huge game and everybody's sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, this is a, a team that's really going to compete this year." But that's part of what he, Mahomes brings to the table, and so yeah, it's definitely as part of the the game plan of this game is going to be you have to play contain. You, you can't just absolutely explode and then leave a hole for him to run through because he'll take advantage of that. He he wants to get out of the pocket. He wants to buy that extra time and make your secondary have to cover for four or five, six, seven seconds. I mean, that's, like you said, when they become an absolutely dangerous offense, it's it's crazy. And when you got guys like Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, who can run a four two one and a four four three speed, I'm sorry, you can't cover those guys for longer than three or four seconds. Yep. It's, uh,
0: it's scary. And, again, you know, I'm talking about it. Chris Harris and Bradley Roby, big task this week. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Chris Conley. It's I mean, gosh, it's it's literally video game stuff. But then it comes down to Joe Woods versus Andy Reid. It's not just the players, it's the coaches. And we talked about it a little bit earlier, so it won't be too long here, but I have too many yak weapons. So it's not only playing really disciplined football, you know, not giving up the big plays down the field, and that means, you know, not biting on play action, you know, staying within phase of the receiver, but also the Chiefs do a really good job of spreading you out and then isolating one of your slower, not better players in space against somebody who's an athlete. I mean, they have D'Anthony Thomas, who's good at that. They've done it with Kareem Hunt in the past game. So open field tackling as well. Joe Woods, he's going to put them hopefully in good spots to succeed. And it's him versus Andy Reid, honestly, one of the better offensive minds in football. But you got to ignore that window dressing. You know, they do a lot of motions, you know, sending guys behind the line of scrimmage, Tyree Kill, uh, DeAnthony Thomas, like we talked about. You got to stay disciplined. And then once that plays there, you got to execute and make the play in open field.
1: Definitely. I mean, that, that was most of Kareem Hunt's yards last time against the Broncos were because of missed tackles. Oh, yeah. Where it'd yep. be a five-yard carry, two Broncos would look like they're about to make the tackle, and boom, he'd break through and it turned turn into a 40-yard carry. And again, I mean, you just can't give up those kind of plays. Those are the – you have to play that very, like I said, disciplined game and very clean game. And I'm just hoping – I mean, that was kind of – I think one of my biggest disappointments in watching Bradley Roby before this last game was I just didn't see sometimes effort, especially in helping in the run game. He just kind of gave up, didn't really want to go take the contact, things like that. And then we play the Cardinals and boom, here he comes and makes a couple really, really nice open field tackles. I'm just sitting there going, why can't you do that every week? You have the ability, you just choose not to. (laughs) So, I mean... Yeah, this is make or break game. All the guys got to get out there, give everything they got, and uh, it's man, it is. It's it's tough just looking at this. I know we we keep slobbering over this Chiefs offense, but they're, there's good reason. They're one of the one of the two best offenses in football, and and they deserve all the praise for what they're doing and and all the playmakers they have for sure. Yep, i it's scary, man. And then talking about the
0: safeties, linebackers, you know, Kelsey, good game last week, or not a good game against the Broncos last time. He's been okay this season, but it feels like once he gets clicked with Mahomes, that's something I have to watch about. I mean, you can't have a key matchup without listing Travis Kelsey and how the Broncos have struggled against tight ends. I did notice last week, uh, and mile high, mile high Report also had a good article on it from Jeff Esray um, about using Justin Simmons last week a little bit more as that, that slot guy to get – more size up front because teams were running in 11 personnel against the Bronco Broncos for, and uh, pretty much 11 personnel against the Broncos for very high success rate. So getting Simmons up there, a better tackler is great. And I'm excited to see what happens when we can run more three safety sets instead of having Will Parks out there craving. So unfortunately not here this week, but you got to watch out for the linebackers versus
1: Travis Kelsey. And hopefully he doesn't beat you for a big one. Now switching over to the other side, of course we got Broncos offensive line versus the Chiefs front seven. I mean, it, it really boils down to for the Broncos offensively, they gotta they gotta move people up front. Yeah. I mean, they've they've been doing it all year. So I, I think they'll have a good chance of doing that against the Chiefs. But they're gonna have to be consistent. I mean, it's it just gonna have to have the run game, really slow down the game, get the the crowd out of it as much as he possibly can, help keen him out to limit his opportunities for mistakes. I mean, if you can keep his attempts for the game in the 30 to 35 range, you got a chance. But you get 35 and more attempts, I don't think the Broncos can win this game with Keenum.
0: Yeah. and it, gotta, It's like the, when the Chargers came in and beat Denver, that really good 2012 season. That game, they just pretty much took the ball out of Peyton Manning's hand and they ran it really effectively, and they came out, of a, came out with a win in Thursday Night Football.
1: Yeah, that was a tough one. That was but That's, that's a perfect pepper. game plan. Perfect it game is. plan for taking the ball out of a good offense. Right, and that, that's how you beat a better team. Yeah. You, you've you talked about it since you're an Iowa fan. I mean, how, how does Iowa, a team that doesn't go get the five-star recruits, go against a, a team like Ohio State, a team like Wisconsin, Penn State, all these great big-name schools, and somehow beat them? Well, because they, they have a great game plan that eliminates some of their best weapons. And, and a lot of those execute. guys, yeah, and they execute really well. They're disciplined. And I think that was another thing that really impressed me about the Cardinals game was that was the first very disciplined game I've seen from the Broncos this year. They didn't have the the really stupid penalties that that cost them that really destroyed some of their drives. They they didn't have much of that last time. And so again, this is against the Chiefs. You gotta be disciplined. You gotta play smart. Don't go mouthing off to, to different players, getting yourself a personal foul those holding calls that just destroyed drives, uh, all those kind of things. It, it, you just can't do it in this one. And I, I think if the Broncos can can control the run game, control the line of scrimmage, they have a chance, real, real chance to, to really make a big upset here.
0: Yep. I agree with you. All right. Well, moving on to coaching corner now, we're getting a little long, so we will move a little bit quickly through this, but the, I got the Broncos offense, the chief's defense, and the chief's defense is not great. And they tend to play off coverage, so the Broncos need to do is actually use Case Keenum in that short pass game. I mean, get him in time. You know, call some screens, get him out there, get the ball in the athlete's hands in space, and draw the Chiefs in. You know, make them tackle in open space. Take advantage of them playing soft defense, and then also allow your weapons just to make plays. You know, that's that's big. Call plays to Keenum's strength. Play action rollouts. Not really something that Musgrave has done very well this season, but apparently Vance Joseph is taking a little bit more power there with the offensive play calling, and we saw a little bit more against the Cardinals, so that's good to see, and we'll hopefully see more of that. And then don't be afraid to run it down their throats. I feel like last time they played the Chiefs, everyone was upset because the Broncos were running it really effectively, and then in the end <clears throat> they kind of just stopped running. I understand the flow of the game, everything like that, but you know your your best chance to win this game is to run the football effectively for five yards a clip, and even if you're behind, I think you got to stick with it. you got to be, even if it just even if you're behind, I mean you gotta stick with it. So, man, you can run the football, make sure this is a game with pep the ball and Patrick Mahomes and that explosive offense's hands the least amount of possible and just, you know, let it bleed out. You know, if it can be painful. You talked about it like the Hawkeyes, you know, that's if you're down by seven and you're running the football and you run it three times and you have to punt, you know, that that can suck. But I think your best chance is if you run the football. You got a chance for an explosive plays, and then you get a chance, set it up with the play action if they bite, check it at the line, that kind of thing. So yeah, and also the last thing, don't be afraid. Kansas City at Arrowhead. Hey, guess what folks? They're a better team than Denver. There's a reason they're going to be favored by over 10 points. So to win it win at Arrowhead, Denver I think is going to have to be a gambler. Take some shots, be aggressive, and maybe the chips fall your way. You know, 8 times out of t- 8 times out of 10, probably the Chiefs beat the Denver Broncos in this game. But, you know what? If you're playing weak, scared, conservatively, I don't know if that's going to really do it. You know, you got to go out there, give it your best shot. And I think that means being aggressive and being a gambler. Trick plays, shots down the field when you can, you know, isolate guys. And I know I hate to harp on Keenan for some interceptions, but at the same time, I think this is a game where it needs to fall your way, and that means being aggressive.
1: I like it. I like yeah. it a lot. All right, well, I got the, the challenge of the week, the Broncos D versus the Chiefs O. And honestly, I'm, I'm sticking pretty close to what they did last time. Like I said, you play press man on the short side of the field, on the far side of the field, play a little bit more off man. So you can maybe take a couple gambles if he tries to, to hit a quick pass to that side. I am going to try to play Justin Simmons a lot on Travis Kelsey or play him against the slot receiver some. And I'm going to have to trust that my, I would call it more my front six just because you're, um, I guess you're front seven. Uh, but uh, I'm going to have to trust that my front seven guys are really going to hold up in the run game because I'm going to have to have my cornerbacks turning their back to the play a lot. Hmm. Uh, it just, uh, I mean, that's going to ha- be how you're going to have to play it. And it's it's going to be aggressive and it's going to be possibly allow for some bigger plays. But I think last time, one of the bigger issues was they didn't hold the edge very well. So the guys holding the edge, I would, again, tell my pass rushers, hey, go for the sack, but. Be smart about it. Understand where you are and where they're trying to push you, and and make sure that you try to do as much as possible to keep Keenum in that in that pocket. And then you kind of said you got to make some gambles, throw in some big blitzes every once in a while. Uh, don't don't be hesitant to to try to make him make a big mistake because I, I know the the big guy that he keeps getting compared to is Brett Favre. And Brett Favre, he had a cannon for an arm. He could make throws that no other quarterback could make, all those kind of things, tough as nails. But he also made a lot of mistakes. And if you look at Patrick Mahomes over the last few weeks, he's been making a few more mistakes than he did earlier in the season. I think teams are figuring out a little bit more how to play him. I think they're – I mean, I know he just gave – 45 10. Four, I, Okay, okay. <laughs> but, like I said, he's, there's some more interceptions starting to show up yeah. in the in the box score. And so you can force them into a few more mistakes. And then pass rushers, you know, going for the strip stack, trying to get one of those kind of big plays to happen in your way. They, they did pretty good against the Cardinals. They, they need another big week like that here against the, the Chiefs. And I, I think the pass rush is better than the last time we played them. I really do. I think guys are really starting to to understand what they're all trying to do. I think Von Miller and Chubb are finally back on the, are on the right page with each other. And I, I don't know. We just need those middle guys to really make an impact too.
0: Yeah. Like said, the, I've been the, just
1: a little bit disappointed with Shelby Harris this year. I was expecting. Yeah. Him. He started out pretty well. Yeah. First couple more. games he really was, was there, but, but uh, since then, yeah, there hasn't been too much. And Derek Wolf Adam Gazis, where are you guys? I am seeing more Wolf, impact. Wolf's
0: been, solid. Wolf's been pretty good.
1: He's been okay, opening I'm, up. I'm those. not saying he's been terrible, but I just there's sometimes I'm like, "Oh, wh- you got one-on-one, where are you?" Yeah. And and I just wish there was a little bit more consistent in his impact, but I know yeah. the offensive players get paid too, so yeah. can't can't win them all. But this is one of those games you got to win a lot more times than not, for sure. And there's some opportunities in that front seven for the Broncos to really get in there and make some plays, but it's just, you're going to have to take some chances. Like I said, that you're going to give up maybe a couple big plays possibly. Yeah. And it it is what it is. You're, you're expected to lose. You got nothing to lose. Everybody and their dog is going to say the chiefs are going to win this game. I'm going to bet. I haven't even looked at your score yet, but I'm going to bet that you pick the chiefs to win this game. I am undefeated on the season. (laughs) <laughs> Just throwing it out there. I I'm, I'm almost, um, I've only got the spread wrong on one game. Oh man. So, um, all right. Well, maybe this will be the, the week that you're, you're finally off. Maybe let's hope maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean the, the Broncos have some pretty decent players that are, I think are finally starting to gel on that defensive side of the ball and, and really stand a good chance. They, I think the last few weeks, other than the jets game, I mean, you got the, the Chiefs game, Jets game, uh, Rams game, Cardinals game, and yeah. three of their four best games on defense have come in that period. So I, I feel like they are finally starting to gel a little bit.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we're just about to get out of here. But before we do, let us tell you about why you need to become a Mile High Huddle VIP subscriber. Mile High Huddle's approach to covering the Broncos isn't just about reporting the news, although we do pride ourselves in being able to relay you all the breaking news as it's happening in real time. But what we like to focus on is breaking down the Broncos from an in-depth perspective. From all 22 film reviews, X's and O's, deep dives and player evaluation, NFL Draft, on um, the class that's coming out this year, we save our best and most in-depth content for our premium members, the VIP subscribers. To become a Mile High Huddle VIP and get access to 100% of our written analysis and VIP insider forums, just click on the green banner on the top of the website. Click the monthly or annual option and you'll be locked in. From there, you get access to everything we produce, which includes any insider information we pick up along the way. We work hard to bring you the best Broncos coverage and analysis on the web. We ask you for your support by becoming a VIP subscriber. Pull the trigger, and you have my word. You will not be disappointed. All right, well, I'm going to be quick with my prediction here. I actually have the Broncos getting smacked pretty hard in this game. I don't know why I'm feeling a little bit pessimistic with this one, unfortunately, and I have the
1: Chiefs winning 38-17. to 17, 21 well- points. Oh man. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep it a little bit closer, but still have the chiefs win and I'll go 30 to to 27. Mm.
0: Well, we'll see. I'm over the spread. You're under, maybe I'll get this one wrong. Maybe the Broncos a surprise, you know, divisional game, anything can happen. Now, Carl, I'm going to give you the floor here for a second before we get out of here. I kind of already said my, my piece on it, but, and I will save the trade talk for Eric, but if you have anything to say about Chad Kelly speak now or or forever, hold your peace.
1: (laughs) It's, I mean, I feel for the kid. I don't feel for the kid because he he was stupid. He's obviously got a problem, though. I mean, right? It sucks because, like, you know,
0: there are obviously some other things at work where some people who have problems are looked at sympathetically where other ones would not. I won't go into too much detail because people aren't here to listen to with that. But, yeah, I agree with you.
1: He's had time and time again, Chance. Sorry. Yeah. I said you'd like to speak, and then I interrupted. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. No, like I said, high school gets kicked out. College still takes him. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Yeah, twice. twice. Sorry. There you go college yeah then gets in a fight with his coach gets kicked out has problems left and right uh, goes to his brother's high school game this is the one that just baffles me i guess the ak-47-1-2 oh i mean I, I guess at this point should we really be baffled by what chad kelly does off the field he needs help and it's not going to happen from him being active honestly right. it's
0: stuff beyond football and then this right. guy is this guy sounds like he has legitimate psychological issues you know and I'm not saying he's a shooter or anything but we always say you know if there's something that happens you know it's a psychological issue well this guy has some, some psychological issues he needs help right you're not gonna get it right now
1: playing in the league <laughs> right and and I just I, I guess I don't know I I really don't feel for him I guess too much because he's done this to himself. people have given him so many chances. <laughs> And I know there, there was kind of some conspiracy theorists out there that were saying Case Keenum felt like his job was being threatened, so he drugged him. Ah. Did you hear any of those? Just jokes. Had to I, be jokes. I hope so. because. But, I mean, there was some thought, well, maybe somebody did do something to his drink. And, no, that you look at his history, and it's pretty easy to see this guy has made a lot of mistakes. He's already, from everything I've read now, Broncos have talked to him, and he's pretty much admitted, yeah, I was stupid. That was all me, which I mean, he, I'm glad he took responsibility, at least that he was stupid, but uh, I'm sorry. I, I just – this is what had to happen. He needed to be cut. There, there's no way you can keep him on the team after all that he's done. I mean, they, they warned him when they drafted him. They said, we're on a one-strike rule here with you. Or, you do one thing and you're gone. I mean, that, that's just how it boils down. And look what happened. One thing and, and he's gone. And I just – I, I just don't don't feel for the the whole situation too bad. I, I think the Broncos can move forward and have no problem. I didn't really view Chad Kelly as the future anyway of the Broncos. I know you didn't really either. So okay. I, I just I know some people are pretty pretty heartbroken about this, and and I, I do hope the kid gets the help that he needs. I really do. I, I hope he takes advantage of that because I know the Broncos have told him, "Hey, we're here for you," and maybe go get himself and some treatment programs, whatever it takes, counseling. Something, but go get some help before you try to do anything in the future with your, your career. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of building the Broncos. You can find Carl
0: on Twitter at Carl Dummer MHH, and myself and at the Kendall MHH. Also make sure you head over to mile high huddle, a new affiliate of 24 seven sports and CBS sports digital to find ours and our co-writers articles and all things pertaining to your Denver Broncos. Head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and comment. Your support can help us continue to bring you our Denver Bronco deep dives. We aren't just here to bring you the news, but an in-depth analysis each week from team building, game planning, and 365 days of covering the Denver Broncos. You can follow the Building the Broncos podcast and all other great audio content by subscribing to the Huddle Up podcast on iTunes and for Android users, Stitcher, as well as check us out on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter, at MyHighHuddle and at HuddleUpPod. Again, please be sure to subscribe and rate us and reach out to us as we love interacting with fellow Bronco fans. For Carl Dumbler, I'm Nick Kendall, and what's left of Nick Kendall's voice, wrapping up another episode of the Building the Broncos podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will see you next week. Go Broncos.
1: You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going.